Greetings from Gavin Grow, a podcast that's designed to help you become familiar with the people, places, resources, and ideas here at Western Connecticut State University that are all set up to help you become a successful student. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we'll be talking to somebody who holds a very important key to your future. Our guest is Dr. Anthony Charleglio, who's the Director of Cooperative Education in the Career Success Center. Welcome. Hi, Mary Beth. Thanks for having me in today. I'm going to call you Tony just because... Yes, well, we've I, known each other a long time. Longer than most of our students have been alive, but... Um, Sad but true. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I hope that's okay. That's so, okay. All right. Um, can I just start out right at the heart of things? Because I think sometimes we people see cooperative education and they don't really understand what that is. So can you talk a little bit just about that? Um, because mm-hmm. most of the time when people are coming to see you, it's about what we call internships, too. So Yes. Yeah, we, we uh, use an umbrella term of cooperative education internships. Uh, officially, by definition, the, a cooperative education program is probably what most people know through Northeastern University in Boston. Mm-hmm. A, a true cooperative education program alternates classroom study for one full semester and then work or employment outside of the classroom for one full semester. At Western, we have, I I guess I would call it a hybrid program, where we combine cooperative education with uh, traditional internships. An internship, by definition, is typically part-time and unpaid, Mm -hmm. will last for one semester. A cooperative education position, by definition, can last for several semesters (laughs) and is full-time and paid. However, uh, at WCSU, I would uh, indicate that our internship program is primarily part-time in the fall and spring semesters, where students might intern 10 to 20 hours per week while they're taking classes, still carrying a Mm full-time course load because our program is credit-bearing, which we can can talk about. In the summer, I I guess we're more of an alternating program because most of the interns are working full-time. So that might be considered more cooperative education. Okay. We're, we're migrating more toward the uh, term internships because that seems to be what most people understand. Yeah. Although, from my perspective, that word internships is very loosely used sometimes. Yeah. So on our part, uh, we have to often educate the employers and the students in terms of what an internship really is or should be. Right. And I know you talked about the, the pay versus non-pay difference, and I know a few years ago anyway, the federal government was really involved in that because they were trying to yes. do away with unpaid internships because a lot of people were really being abused by, yeah. by companies who were getting a lot of free yeah. labor. So uh, The number of unpaid internships that, that we encountered was higher mm-hmm. during the recession of 2008 yeah. forward. The Department of Labor still has a website where they will give a definition of what an internship should be. Most employers that I talk to that initially say we're offering an internship, it's unpaid, it's for credit. Mm -hmm. When I direct them to the website, if needed, they will often turn the internship into a paid position because they don't meet the Department of Labor criteria. Okay. So uh, most of the positions that we we do and we... um, our program, as you know, is an optional program. Right. So students who are interested in applying um, come in. We meet with them. There's an application process. Most of the internships that we establish are paid, uh, even the ones that are not-for-profit in the mm-hmm. public sector. 
the um, majority of all summer internships are paid, and I would say 90% of all the internships we do calendar year are paid. Yeah. Hourly uh, salary is anywhere from the minimum wage, which is currently, I think it's 10 10 an hour. 10 in Connecticut, yeah. Uh, up until, until we have students that are making high teens, low 20s, depending on the yeah. field, the organization, the budget of the employing organization, and so on. So... Uh, students at Western who opt to apply uh, can expect uh, three major benefits. Number one is the experience they'll gain mm-hmm. related to their coursework or their studies. Yeah. Secondly, uh, Western's program is credit-bearing, so students will earn credit applied toward general electives, okay. which used to be called free electives, mm-hmm. but I guess there was some misunderstanding. The students thought free electives it were free of charge. they didn't have to pay, yeah. Right. So second major benefit would be the, the elective credit for students. And third is the uh, competitive hourly salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the students I work with, especially among the non-traditional students, can use our internship program to accelerate their progress toward a degree. Okay. You know, because they, um, you know, often are part-time and doing an internship mm-hmm. might turn them into full-time, at least for a semester yeah. or two. The other uh, aspect is that our students can earn up to 18 credits through the okay. internship program. So from that perspective, a student can do one, two, three, or more internships prior to graduation to earn those 18 yeah. credits. So... Let's just kind of walk back to the beginning. Somebody thinks they might be interested in an internship. What's their first step? How does how does it work? Well, like any uh, job search process, there's an application involved. Uh, we uh, have the students come in. They typically will meet with me to apply for mm-hmm. the uh, internship. This is a uh, good time for me to say we recommend some lead time. Mm-hmm. You know, I recommend apply at least a couple of months before you want to start the internship. So currently we're in late January. Uh, Beginning Mm -hmm. of February is a good time to apply for summer of 2019 or any summer, depending Mm -hmm. on the the calendar year. Uh, Our office, as you know, is 12 months out of the year. We're there uh, all all calendar year. (laughs) So students can apply for fall internships right into July, even August. We do have a lot of last-minute applicants. Sometimes students don't understand it's a competitive process. They have to be selected for an interview. Mm -hmm. They have to subsequently be selected for the internship. They have to develop a uh, solid competitive resume before they begin to apply. Mm -hmm. So there's some steps involved that will help them uh, increase their chances of getting an internship. I I met with a couple of students this week. This is the first week of classes. I met with a couple, at least three or four students this week who are graduating in May who just came in to apply <laughs> the Tuesday after uh, the Tuesday of wanting classes. Wanting to do something for Wa- this semester. Wanting to do something for this yeah. semester. We're, I'm, I'm, we're pretty good at what we do, but it's very difficult yeah. to work with that scenario uh, because it is a competitive process mm-hmm. like any job search. You have to apply. You have to be selected. And a lot of it's, a, in a sense, a numbers game. The more th- internships you apply for, yeah. the better your probability of interviews and subsequently mm-hmm. selection. Yeah. So there's some there's some prep involved that we try to emphasize to the students. If a student wanted to apply, for example, for a summer internship, I recommend they get into uh, meet with us beginning in mid February forward, and that gives them time to develop a resume, yeah. practice their interviewing skills, maybe um, establish a LinkedIn account if they don't mm-hmm. have that. So there's some steps involved that would increase their chances of obtaining an internship. 
Okay, so students don't have to, they don't have to have, you know, found a bank that they <clears throat> want to work at. It's, it's, they come to you and there are options there for uh, them. Or... Yes, yeah, but, but this is, you raise a good point. Students can also try to develop their own internship because okay. they may not have, they may have some leads or contacts mm -hmm. or uh, mm -hmm. opportunities we're not aware of. Mm -hmm. So a student can, can try to develop his or her own, her own internship. Mm -hmm. For example, if a marketing student came in and they said, gee, I lined up this great job in marketing research for the summer, will it be eligible for credit? Uh, we would, would take a look at mm -hmm. it, you know, have their supervisor send us a description. We would vet the position, follow mm -hmm. up with the supervisor, and then let the student know if it qualifies for credit. Tip typically, if the position is pre-professional in nature, related mm -hmm. to their studies or career plans, um, you know, at an established organization, yeah. it, it often will qualify for credit. Mm -hmm. So students can... They can leverage their chances of obtaining an internship by doing as much as they can on their own mm -hmm. in addition to working with our office. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, I, I often say it's analogous to a regular job search. You, you're right. going to have to do a lot of this on your own anyway yeah. once you graduate, even though our office has many, many resources right. that students can use to obtain not just an internship but a regular job. Mm -hmm. but, so it's good practice in that sense. Yeah. So I think the fun thing is there's always something that you have to do. It's not, uh, you know, somebody's not doing this for you. They, they're they helping you on the, the task, yeah. but uh, you got to put in some of the, the work. You, to, you, you yeah. have, a student absolutely positively has to put in some legwork. Yeah. Um, the, you know, there's a certain expectation among an occasional student that it's it's all neatly tied up and wrapped up and ready for them yeah. to start but it just it's not that's not the real mm -hmm. world yeah. so getting selected for an internship doesn't yeah. doesn't work like that it's competitive which leads me to to reinforce that a student should apply as soon as possible yeah. so uh, a student at western can start an internship once they've earned 45 credits okay so we re we recommend well we recommend students come in to see us beginning their first semester freshman yeah. year to get started to apply for an internship, a good time is your first semester of sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So the, if you're taking 15 credits a semester, yeah. you're eligible to start in the in fourth semester. Spring semester. That's right, in the spring semester. Usually. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get my daughter to think about going over there. <laughs> uh, should, should definitely, you know, not, yeah. not only to gain the experience, but it, yeah. it makes, you know, obviously it looks good on a resume. But the bigger picture is that it gives a student a broader outlook in terms yeah. of what is it they want to do. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, some students have done two, three, four internships. Yeah. And the outcome is they can find out before they graduate, you know, exactly what what path is best for them. Right. Because so, sometimes you have an idea that you want to go down this path. And then when you're actually working in that area, you find that it's not quite, you know, it's not what you thought it was. That's right. And that maybe there's a different you know, a different why that you need to go down. Yeah, to... <laughs> better to find that out before you graduate yeah. than once you have your degree and maybe yeah. you're a little more locked in. Yeah. I, I often tell students applying for an internship, it's a risk-free tryout. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's one, initially one semester only, yeah. even though some of the positions can lead into subsequent semesters. Mm -hmm. It's one semester only. It's going to be beneficial for the employer, beneficial for you, the student. And it's, it's risk-free. It's, yeah. it's really no... Uh, it's a commitment for one semester only. Yeah. So 
because these are for credit, they act, students actually have to register That's right. for that, and you guys help them through that process. And yeah, there, you know, I, the I know summer's always a little weird for some people to figure out. You know, the yeah. rest of the year it seems. I, so in terms of registration, that that's the easy part, really. Yeah. The hard parts to get the internship yeah. in many cases. Yeah. In terms of registration for the fall and spring. The internship credit is part of a student's full-time course load. So all full-time students at Western can take 12 to 18 credits mm -hmm. maximum, unless they're in honors, which, right. is, which is 21. So a student who is doing an internship in the fall or spring uh, often might take, let's say, three courses for nine credits mm -hmm. or four courses for 12, and then do an internship 20 hours a week is eligible for six credits. Okay. So they would take 12 plus 6. They're carrying 18 for that okay. semester. Most of the students that opt for an internship in the fall and spring will take 15 to 18 credits total, mm -hmm. which is a mix of classroom yeah. and the internship. The In the summer, it's a different scenario in the sense that most students are doing a full-time internship mm -hmm. 40 hours per week. 40 hours per week is eligible for 12 credits. Mm -hmm. But among the students I work with, no student will register for 12 credits for it's the expensive. summer because of the, <laughs> primarily because yeah. of the expense, unless they need that credit to graduate right. by August. Yeah. So there have been students who have needed 12 general elective mm -hmm. credits to finish by August. They, and the so lot, the internship's a great way to... The internship's a great way to, yeah. to, knock, to earn those credits and to make some money at the same time. Yeah. And that's off yeah. usually if you time it like that, it can be a segue into a full-time mm -hmm. permanent position, yeah. which isn't isn't always the case, but but happens in, in many cases. Yeah. Um now because it's a class, do they have class work that's expected of that too? Yes. There there are academic requirements for all students that are are in CED 297. Okay. That's the label for the mm -hmm. internship course. That stands for Cooperative Education Internship. Students are required to keep a semester-long journal, mm -hmm. write a reflective paper, submit an employer evaluation, and then their evaluation of the experience. And then we have one meeting midway in the semester among all the first-time interns to discuss uh, problems, issues, highlights, and, and so forth. In the summer, because most of the students are all over the tri-state area and beyond, mm -hmm. uh, there's an extra paper assigned. Okay. Yeah, and they turn all that into us. The... Um, so those are the academic requirements yeah. for, for all students earning credit. I, I wanted to say that our program is one of many at mm -hmm. Western. You know, there are separate internship programs throughout academic departments. Right. For example, there's a very well-established uh, health and promotions exercise mm -hmm. internship program. Uh, there's yeah, a, I know some are just built into the curriculum, some are like built HBXs into the, that's right, and that's right. social work. Social work, built-in practicums, yeah. and clinicals, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Some of those are related to licensing requirements, right. you know, for social work. Mm -hmm. HPX is a requirement to, for graduation. Okay. Um, but, we'll, we, you know, we often work with some of those students as well who want to try something a little bit different, yeah. and they'll do it for one semester through us. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I want to shift gears for just a little bit to, to talk just about mm -hmm. the general stuff that your office does. Um, mm -hmm. Because you guys are always busy. <laughs> You're yeah. always busy. Now, I know the big spring event for you is career fair, and I've just started seeing you yes. know, some of the 
the posters and, and advertisements coming out for yeah. that. Can you tell us a little about yes, it? Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, we have, a, we have a range of events every semester. The uh, career fair is a big uh, all-majors mm-hmm. career fair. It occurs on Wednesday, February. I'm sorry, we're, we're going to February. <laughs> occurs on Wednesday, March 27th at 1 p.m. at the O'Neill Center on the West Side Campus. Uh, we're expecting 80 employers or more that are by invitation only. They're employers that we've worked with for several semesters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look forward to seeing our students. And, and really, the, if I mean, we encourage students to use all of our resources, attend all of our events. But if they can only get to one event all semester, that would, be a, that would be an excellent event to get to, even though we, we recommend all the other events and opportunities. Mm-hmm. The uh, career fair is not just for graduating seniors. It's for freshmen right through senior-level students. It's a good opportunity mm-hmm. for any student looking for an internship, a summer job, part-time position, full-time, professional. Good opportunity for students to network with area employers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'd also say, I wouldn't tell this to the employers, but it's a good practice event mm-hmm. for the students. Yeah. It g- gives them an opportunity mm-hmm. to practice their handshake, their introduction, mm-hmm. discuss the resume. So it's an excellent all-around event that can be very beneficial to to students. Typically, we have about uh, four to five hundred students and alums who attend the career fair. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite an undertaking. It is. Now, I I just saw something. I know we're going to air this a little while later, but so people will have started to see Mm. this already. But you're also kind of as a, a prep thing doing a career week. Yes. Um, the, starting in the end of February and going into the first week of March to kind of get people prepared. Yes. Uh-huh. So. We, this is something new for us. We've mm-hmm. tried to consolidate a number of workshops into one special week at mm-hmm. the end of February. That occurs from February 25th until March 5th. Uh, some of the events, I'll just highlight a couple that are, are on uh, the schedule for that, that week. We have a couple of sessions on resume writing. We have... A a couple of sessions on interviewing and body language. And importantly and related to the event, we have at least two career fair prep events that will occur before Mm -hmm. the actual career fair. So we're trying to uh, ramp up the attendance of these events and build Mm -hmm. them all into one special week that students can attend. It's it's kind of a... uh, a work in progress. We have to see what the turnout is. Depending on the student turnout, we'll build in some other events. Yeah. And, you know, I can just tell you from watching over the past years that, that I've been around, it's it's the whole career fair thing is an event and, and such great opportunities for people to get some of the skills that they they need to get. You know, the the thing just talking about handshakes and and, you know, what if somebody's got food at their table? You know, how do you how do you eat that food and still have a conversation with somebody or, you know, what to wear and how That's to right. look nice? And, you know, you guys cover all of that stuff in these workshops that are that are going to be available. Yeah. So it's all. Yeah, the, the workshops will go more yeah. into depth, but I, I can tell you a long story short, how mm-hmm. to how to how for a student to best prepare for the career fair. Number one, bring about 40 copies of your mm-hmm. best resume. Number two, dress as you would for an interview. Mm-hmm. Not as you would for a wedding, as you would for an right. interview, based <laughs> on some weddings I've attended lately. I'm not saying that anymore. And number three, yeah. prepare a brief introduction. Yeah. Basically, your name, your major, and why you're attending. Yeah. 
those are it's great ideas and i think you know i think sometimes you know one of the things i really like that you said was it's not just for graduating seniors there's certainly a, a lot there for you yes. and people who are looking for people to work for them full time but there there are so many opportunities and and just that opportunity to kind of you get to find out a little bit more about the companies too right. so that when when you get to that stage of your life when you're thinking about that you say oh you know i connected with that person you know, maybe I can see if they're still there or, you know, that they really made me appreciate what right. this company had to offer. So there's lots of benefits to being there, bef you know, before you're ever right. really looking for that, you know, full-time professional position. Yeah, we'll have, as we get closer to the event, we'll have the list of participating employers on our website uh, through the WestCon website. However... Uh, I would recommend, you know, occasionally a student will say, well, I didn't see any X, Y, Z types of employers mm -hmm. there. My recommendation, attend anyway. Okay, yeah. again, a good practice event, good way for you to network. Maybe there's not something there specifically for your field or you perceive there's something not there for your field. Yeah. You might be able to make a contact or a connection through one of the employers mm -hmm. there that can kind of snowball into something else. So, yeah. And sometimes uh, you have weird majors like, you know, me being an English major, Oh, I was and an you English don't, major you don't, you don't think yeah. about where it, you can fit anywhere, you know. Yes. And so sometimes right. you can find something there that you may never have thought about. A, ma you know, a, ma a major and, and really it's perfect for you. Yeah, as you know, a major really won't define yeah. your career. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people, except for certain majors, are working in careers that seem maybe unrelated to the major, but yeah. they have the soft skills. And some of the analytical skills you need to to be successful. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I know we're running out of time, so um, you know, just kind of circling back to internships and things. Yes. You know, we we did talk about it's probably too late to look for something for spring, but it's a perfect time to look for the summer or the fall yes. if you're doing that. So you know, don't be afraid to stop over to the Career Success Center. The other th the other item I'd mention is that we have an internship info session coming up in February. Oh, terrific. That occurs on Wednesday, February 20th at 2.30 here at the Midtown Student Center, room 202. So oh, any, any student interested in a summer or fall internship mm -hmm. is, is advised to attend that and then subsequently set up an application meeting. Great. Great. Um, anything that that I didn't ask that you want to make sure we cover? Uh, just a, I'll, I'll mention this event, which occurs in April, a couple of months oh, okay. down the road. Again, for those students with an interest in internships, we have an event we call LIFE, which L-I-F-E, mm -hmm. which uh, stands for Launching Internships for Experience. That event will occur on Tuesday, April 9th at 3.30, again yeah. at the Midtown Student Center, room 202. We're bringing in three or four panelists uh, from among recent alums and current students oh, cool. who have either completed an internship or are currently mm -hmm. in an internship to discuss firsthand yeah. their experiences. So if, if you want to hear about it from students who have been in an internship, yep. that would be an excellent event to attend. Yeah, and I would encourage people to go to that because I know in just talking with some of our students who have done internships over the years, it's fascinating to find out, you know, what's gone into it. And, you know, I can't tell you the numbers of students who have turned, you know, one of those internships into something right. that's full-time or it's connected them to something that's allowed them to do that. So I talked to somebody the other day who's not graduating until next year but has already been made an offer by the company 
that they're doing an internship with. That's a home run. You know, so, yeah, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So think about think about attending these things. Um, I think that's going to do it for our episode. Uh, So thank you, Tony, so much for stopping in and and talking with us today. Thank Um, you. If students what's the best way for students to get in touch with you if they have questions? Well, students can can contact me directly at charleglioa at wcsu.edu. I better spell that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's C-I-A-R-L-E-G-L-I-O-A at wcsu.edu. Or they can just send an email to the career success address, which mm-hmm. is career success, one word, at wcsu.edu. And then they'll, that'll filter down to me at some point. And I know you guys have have a great social media presence. Uh, yes. You're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Uh, I see your stuff all the time because oh, I good. follow. So, um, if you still have questions about things or um, have ideas for things you'd like to hear about, please email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And that's going to wrap it for today. So, thanks again. And, Thank you. Uh, bye bye.